welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. Glory to God. Amen. It's good to be back in church physically. You know what, though? I'll tell you what, our online is awesome. I mean, when you have to rest or you want to recoup or you can't be here, thank the Lord the Word can still get to you and deliver you and heal you and bless you and strengthen you. Mm. Thank God for online. Amen. Amen. So there's a few scriptures that says that when Jesus was in front of the multitudes, he sat down and taught them out of the boat. He sat on the Mount of Olives and taught them and... So I'm just going to sit down for a little bit tonight. Who knows how long I'll stay seated. Um, Carla, you said something that reminded me of a scripture in 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 8. 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 8. If you guys can put that up on the screen there, and King James is fine. Notice this is talking about Lot when he was in Sodom and Gomorrah. The Bible says that righteous man, Lot, dwelling among them, all these wicked people. Now notice, in seeing and hearing all this stuff around him, wickedness, Lot vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds that he was hearing and seeing. Now it's one thing for the devil to vex you. It's another thing to vex yourself by listening to and watching stuff that is just outright against the Word of God. Bad news. I was talking to Carla just the other day. I said, Carla, one of the greatest cautions I have for people right now in our world is what you're listening to in this news area. It's deadly. It will destroy you. It will have you, it'll get you completely unprepared for a future attack. Your thoughts will be taking you down a wrong road, natural this, natural that. What's the natural remedy? And if you get caught off guard and you're too much in the natural, man, you're going to have to believe God for some mercy and grace. There's just some stuff we have no business listening to. No business looking at. Well, but it's happening. There's a lot of other stuff happening in God and in the kingdom that will override all that junk if we'll magnify what God's doing. Yeah, there's some problems in the earth. But to continue to talk about them, listen to them, go over them, there's almost like an abnormal desire to hear that junk. The enemy knows faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. He also knows fear comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of the devil. Yeah, but pastor, it's true. But is it lovely? And is it of a good report? Because the Bible says, think on things that are true, just, lovely, pure, honest, and of a good report. Just because it's true does not give you a right to meditate on it. It's got to be lovely, of a good report. I know we got to acknowledge stuff, but this scripture here says Job didn't even need the devil to vex him. I mean, not Job, Lot. Lot didn't even need the devil to vex him. He vexed himself. He harassed his own mind, will, and emotions by hearing stuff and watching stuff he had no business hearing and watching. And I'm not just talking about pornography and F-word here and violence on movies. I'm talking about news. News inspired of other things other than God to try to get you in a natural, wondering what I'm going to do mode. So let's pray for the rest of what the Lord... Actually, we're going to do a song. I want you to do that song now, if you guys could. So if the praise team can come up. Uh, A couple days ago, I was praying and seeking the Lord, and I just really sensed in my heart that if the praise team would sing this song, and I don't think we've done it for years. I'm getting kind of a hum up here. Maybe I should uh, move to the side of the pulpit. Maybe. So let's go ahead and sing this song. You You don't have to stand. You can stay seated. If you want to stand, you can. That's fine. 
But as I was listening to this song um, on a YouTube video a couple days ago, I just kind of saw the future, that we should sing it during this, this meeting, and it was going to unlock some things and help an anointing to come on the scene even stronger. So just worship the Lord as you hear this song. It's, it's really powerful. Let's do it. In the glory of your presence I find rest for my soul in the depths of your love I find peace Love 
sing it again. presence guys glory to God thank you team I appreciate you guys singing that I know we haven't done it in like a year or two or three and um, you did good I was taking a few walks earlier this week and just walking around the neighborhood and um, just had that song on I didn't care who heard it man I had it as loud as I could almost as loud as my iPhone would go and just crying and worshiping the Lord and praising him 
you know, there's, there's times you just really need to be led by the Spirit because He will tell you what song you need to hear. He will tell you what scripture you need to go to. And man, if you follow the leading of the Spirit, you'll start getting free quick. I mean quick, quick, quick. He wants you free, feeling better, quicker than you want to be feeling better. And it's never on God's end. I mean, it's just we have to realize, you know, maybe there's thoughts we've been thinking and uh, things we've been listening to that have pulled us away from our quick healing and Thank God for the Holy Ghost. He'll get you on track immediately if you look to him. I like what Rachel shared on Sunday about waiting on the Lord and renewing your strength and mounting up with wings as eagles and running and not being weary and walking and not fainting. And she said, we're not talking about waiting passively like, oh, just wait here until God shows up. No, he's talking about binding yourself with the Lord, expecting him to do what he said he's going to do, actively saying, Lord, my eyes are on you. I'm expecting power. I'm expecting glory. Talk to me. One of the definitions of wait is to braid hair, it's to, to get all entangled with the Lord. And that's not just waiting for something. That's you doing your part, saying, go here, you go there, say this, believe that. And I was really blessed by that message. So turn to 2 Peter chapter 3 for the remaining time. I have something on my heart. And I'm going to say the title, and it, it may, you know, here's what I feel like we need to talk about for a few minutes. And if it goes longer into other Wednesdays, fine. Everybody can be healed. Every single sick person on this planet, saved, not saved, can be healed. Every sick person can be healed. There is a way for every sick person to be healed, even if they've been sick for 38 years, even if um, doctor says there's no cure. And I'm going to show you from the scriptures that every sick person can be healed. Notice I didn't say every sick person is going to choose the way of healing God has for them. Every sick person, terminal, last stages, chronic, no medical fix. That doesn't mean that person cannot be healed. All right, so look at 2 Peter chapter 3. You're already there in 2 Peter from that last verse. Now look at verse 9. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. The Lord is not slack. Concerning his promise. Are we there? Okay. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness. In other words, he's not slow. Don't think God's your problem. Don't think God's holding out. There's other forces and other reasons that things aren't showing up when, you know, as quickly as they could. And it's not the Lord. It says, but the Lord is long-suffering to us word. Yeah. Now notice... God is not willing that anyone perishes. But that all come to repentance. Now notice this. God doesn't want anybody perishing. And I looked up the word perish and it means a lot. Um, one of the things it means is destroy. God doesn't want anybody destroyed, even if they made the mess themselves. It's not his will that they be destroyed. It's his will that they come to him for mercy and grace, and he'll forgive them and heal them. Amen. Now listen, church. If it's not God's will that you be destroyed, actually the word perish also means rendered useless. It's not God's will that anybody is rendered useless. Isn't that what sickness does? Yeah. A lot of times if it gets severe enough, the disease, it, it renders people useless. It is not God's will that anybody is rendered useless. 
And it also means to kill. So, it is not, God is not willing that anybody should be destroyed, rendered useless, perish, or be killed. Now, just that phrase right there, guys, listen to this. If it's not God's will that you perish, then you do not have to perish. Well, no, if it's his will that nobody, you should put it back on the screen, nobody perishes, then you don't have to perish. Well, pastor, how am I going to (laughs) die? We need to get a revelation. We do not have to be forced out of our bodies by some disease of the devil that Christ has redeemed us from. You can do what Jacob did. You know, let's just look at... We're going to come back here, but go to Genesis for a minute. Just go to Genesis chapter... Oh, let's see, what is it? 48, I think. A lot of people, there's a, there's a you know, the enemy, there's, the enemy will come to you and say, well, you're going to have to get sick sometime because how are you going to die? You know, you're going to have to get in some kind of car wreck or something. How are you going to die? Revelation, leave when you're done. Amen. Breathe your last. It's called giving up the ghost. We need to talk about this because a lot of people are, want, you know, in the back of their mind, they're thinking, well, I, I know I'm redeemed from sickness, but how am I going to die if I'm, don't, I'm not sick? How am I going to die if I don't get in a wreck? Like the righteous. Now look here. Um, Genesis chapter 49. Look at Genesis 40. Actually, I'm going to show you this first here. Verse, chapter 48, verse 1. All right, chapter 48, verse 1. Genesis 48, 1. And it came to pass after these things that one told Joseph, okay, behold, your father is sick. And he took with him two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Now, I looked up the word sick. You want to know what the very first definition of the word sick is in this verse? Weak. Well, you're 147 years old. Um, let's see, there is another, uh, it says, um, sick means to be weak, and it means this, Jacob was rubbed and worn. I mean, think after 147 years, you're going to be a little rubbed and worn. So this didn't mean he had a disease. The very first definition of this, and if you read it in context, um, he's talking about him being weak. Well, you're going to be tired. But then it says, um, he called all his sons and all his great you know, grandkids and called them in. And it says he sat up in his bed and uh, blessed every one of them, commanded this, commanded that, blessed things in their future. And it's like he's saying, you know what? I'm about ready to leave. I want to talk to my family. He had that talk with his family. And now look at chapter 49. This is really cool. It says in chapter 49, verse 33. Genesis chapter 49 and verse 33. And when Jacob had made an end of commanding his sons, he gathered up his feet into the bed and yielded up the ghost and was gathered unto his people. Now that's just cool. I'm done. Kids, here's what I have for you. This is what the blessing of the Lord is. The commandments from the Lord. Obey Him, follow Him. He said, I'm going to put my feet up in the bed. And where it says, gave up the ghost, or yielded up the ghost, it says he took his last breath. See, we've grown up in a world saying, we have nothing to say about when we die and how we die. It just, you know... There was a lie. Kenneth Hagin was on his deathbed as a 17-year-old boy. And the doctors were telling him he was going to die. And the preachers were saying, there's, sorry, boy, there's no hope for you. And, and the devil came to Kenneth Hagin at 17 years old on his deathbed with a scripture that he thought was a scripture. It was a partial scripture. And the scripture said this. His voice came to Kenneth Hagin and said, What is your life? It is even a vapor. It appears for a little time and vanishes away. 
there is appointed unto man a time to die. And, and Kenneth Hagin at 17 years old said, oh man, this is it. It's my time to die. Well, he started reading the Bible, found the scripture where that partial lie of the devil came from, and the Bible did not say it's appointed unto man a time to die. Not in the Bible. Right, right. It said it's appointed unto man once to die. And you and I have a lot to do when that time is. You obey the book of Proverbs, you live a long life. You disobey the book of Proverbs, you cut your life short. And the devil came to him and disguised his voice as God. Well, he got to read in the Bible, realized that was a lie. It's not appointed at the man a time to die. It's appointed at a man once to die, and after that, the judgment. In this scripture here in Genesis, I just thought I'd, I'd read that to you because a lot of people say, well, pastor, what do you mean everybody can be healed? What do you mean we don't have to be sick? You don't. You can leave whenever you want to leave. Paul said, I'm in a strait betwixt two. Hmm. I have a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better, but to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. What's Paul saying? I got a choice in this matter. Christ redeemed us from the devil, demons, powers, sickness, disease, and we do not have to let those things push us into anything we don't want them to push us into. Now, if you feel them pushing and things come upon you and sickness attacks you, you need to know your authority and say, stop in the name of Jesus. So let me say it again. If it's not God's will that you perish and it's not his will that anyone perish, then you don't have to. That doesn't mean you won't leave your body someday and go to be with the Lord because you'll be done and it's time to go. But God doesn't want you to perish. He doesn't want you dying with a disease. He doesn't want you sick. He doesn't want you having to go through all this torment. And since he doesn't want you to, you don't have to. Now, look at 1 Timothy chapter 2. It says pretty much the same thing, but Paul, by the Spirit of God, got this. Say this, everybody, everybody. Can, be can be healed. I didn't say everybody's going to choose to look to the Lord, find out how to get there, find out how to overcome, but they can. I said they can. Everybody can be healed. So when the devil tells you, well, some people don't make it, and you're one of them. Tell them, ah, shut up, devil. Just because some people didn't make it didn't mean it had to go that way. Just because some people didn't make it didn't mean it had to go that way. It's not God's will that anybody perish or is killed or is rendered useless. Showing us right there, you can be free. You can get out of whatever you're going through, or anything you ever do go through, you can get out of it with the Lord's help. 1 Timothy chapter 2 in verse 4. We'll just bounce right into verse 4. It's talking about God who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. God wants all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Now, you need to understand that the Greek word saved in this verse is bigger than you have thought. Bigger than we have all thought. The word saved is pronounced sozo, S-O-Z-O, in the Greek, which is what the trans, these are transcribed from. And that word saved, it means, here's what it means in the original language. God wants all men safe, delivered, and protected. Amen. It's also translated heal, preserve, do well, be whole, or make whole. So it is God's will. He says, God wills that all men are saved, safe, delivered, protected, healed, and made whole. It's his will. Well, if it's his will, then we can be. Who has resisted his will? Well, people do it all the time, but if they don't resist his will and line up with his will, they will see the salvation, the healing, the deliverance, the preservation, the wholeness in their life. So, notice the phrase, and come unto the knowledge of the truth. What does coming to the knowledge of the truth have to do with being saved? Well, one thing it has to do is it help you stay saved. 
Because just because you get delivered doesn't mean the devil's not going to come lie to you, try to bring something else your way, say, you know, that one time you got healed, but this time you're not. For some reason, you're not going to make it through this one. No, you have to come to the knowledge of the truth if you want to stay saved, stay healed, stay delivered, and not just get one blessing and then that's it. Um, 2 Peter 3.9 said, It's not the Lord's will that any perish, but that all should come to repentance. So changing, repenting, has something to do with us not perishing. Because just because God doesn't want people to perish, look around, a lot of people are perishing. There's, got, there's a little bit more than just God saying, I don't want you to perish if you don't want to perish. The Bible says it's not his will that anybody perishes, but that all people come to repentance. So now notice, if you don't want to perish, if you don't want to die young, if you want to overcome disease, you're going to have to look to the Lord about you, your life, how you're believing, how you're talking, how you're thinking, if you want to not perish. Do you see how repentance and not perishing goes together? God has provided a way out, but it's up to us to walk the way out, to, to take the steps he tells us to take. So, <clears throat> God's going to deal with us about our life, our heart, our thoughts, our, our faith, when we need his help. And he, he's going to start talking to us about things, even natural things at times. And if you want to get out of a sickness and if you want to get out of a disease, as soon as it hits, or as soon as you're fed up with it, hopefully it's as soon as it hits, look to the Lord. Quickly look to him. Start reading scriptures. Start listening to sermons. Start and, and, and at the same time, be, be very attentive to the Spirit of God about what sermons, what songs, what worship songs. Because He has a way for you to get out of that. And if you will look to Him and acknowledge Him in all your ways, He will direct your paths and you will get out of that sickness sooner or later. How many like sooner, though? Yeah. I think sooner is better than later. Now, turn with me to John 14. And I just want to talk for a couple minutes about this process of getting out of the sickness. Every, there's a way out for everybody. You know, since it's God's will that you don't perish, you don't have to. So good. I know it's simple, but it'll make a lot of sense when you're in a battle. So in, um, actually, before you go to John 14, go to Proverbs 4. So let's say you're sick. Let's say you're feeling terrible. Let's say you've got a really bad doctor's report. What should you do? Because you don't have to die with that sickness. You can be healed of that sickness. Well, just remember the word repentance, maybe changing some things about your faith and thoughts and believing and speaking. And remember, come to the knowledge of the truth in order to have this full salvation. All right. So one of the first things, if you want to be healed, that you need to do is in this verse here, Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. One of the first things you need to just automatically, habitually dive into this because this is the beginning of getting healed. My son, attend to my words. So, attend to God's words. Incline your ear unto my sayings, my son. Let my words not depart from your eyes. Keep them, my words, in the midst of your heart, for they are life unto those who find them and health to all their flesh. If you want health, if you want healing, you're going to have to make a beeline to the word. I encourage you, make a beeline to the word when you're not sick. So you're full of this health you're full of this power. You're full of the truth. Devil's lies can't deceive you. And then if something does attack you, you have taken preventative medicine. Now in verse 22, put it back on the screen. My words are life unto those that find them and health 
to all their flesh. The word health in the Greek or in the Hebrew is marpe, and it means medicine. God's words are medicine to all your flesh. Little toe, liver, blood, kidney, lungs, heart, brain, eyes, retina, glands. So no matter what part of your flesh is suffering, no matter what part of your flesh is attacked with sickness, God has medicine for you. And if you'll take it according to directions, you have to be healed or God's not even real. But it feels like it's not working. Doesn't mean it isn't working. You don't pop a Tylenol and all of a sudden, boo, it's gone. It takes a little while. Well, this, this, this here says if you want healing and you want medicine from God and you want health, you better get to the word. Go back to verse 20. My son, attend to my words. You're going to have to, especially if something's attacked you, you're going to have to say, you know what? Star Trek is over for right now. You're going to have to say, you know what? Just sitting around twiddling my thumbs and hoping I feel better. That's gone for, I got to attend to something. I got to attend to something. Well, hey, guy, you want to go get a cup of coffee? It'd be great, but right now I got to attend to something. Why? Because I'm not going to die with a disease. I'm not going to let some sickness run its course in my life. Well, you know, you know, I think I'll just sit and watch my favorite program. Because heal people watch their favorite program. Stop for a second. You need to take your medicine. You need to get in the Word. My, my advice to everybody is don't wait for a sickness to get filled with the word. Get filled with the word. Then if a sickness does attack you, you've got preventive medicine coming out of your pores. Amen. It's a lot harder to get sick if you've been eating right. Hmm? Getting the vitamins, the nutrition you're supposed to be getting. This is an amazing, amazing verse of scripture, guys. This is how you get healed. You get enough of the Word of God on the inside of you, and the medicine of God goes toward. Well, Pastor, I'm trying to believe. I'm trying to believe. Quit trying to believe and just take the medicine. What's the medicine? Somebody tell me. My son, attend to my words. Daughter, incline your ears unto my sayings. Let my words not depart from your eyes. You're going to have to do some focusing. Keep my words in the midst of your heart. Don't let something else come in, some of the latest, greatest movie and take it out of your heart. And if you will keep these words in the midst of your heart, they will be life unto you because you will find them and they will be health and medicine to all your flesh. Anybody can be healed because anybody can take God's medicine. And the enemy will fight you over this. You, you may be in, in a, such a state physically that you're in the word, but man, he's attacking your mind. You have no peace. Doesn't feel like it's working. Seems so minimal compared to the pain. I'm sure there's not something else I could be doing. Now, here, now listen closely to me. The number one thing the Lord's going to lead you to do, I, I, well, I shouldn't say that because everybody's different, but the Lord is going to lead you and me to get into the word like never before if something comes against our physical bodies or our soul or our mind. But I want you I want to say this to you. You need to be open to the Holy Spirit talking to you about natural things to fight whatever you're fighting. Did you know he may in fact tell you to take some medicine and hit this thing from the natural side as well as the spiritual side? And if he leads you to take medicine, you pray over those pills just like you pray over your food and believe God that his blessing is on it and that it's going to do better than the doctors and the manufacturers thought it was going to do and rebuke any side effects and believe God and don't be afraid. Now you're not just taking a pill. Now you're following the leading of the spirit of God. You've asked the blessing of the Lord on that pill and that pill is going to work better than if it was, was not blessed. I've had testimonies in this area. There's been times I've been leery to take medicine, but fine, I, I realized it was the Spirit of God saying, take it. But Lord, I don't want any side effects. Pray that there is no side effects. I'll help you. I bless your bread and your water. Why wouldn't I bless a pill? 
If you want to be healed, you've got to look to the Lord about anything He wants you to do. You've got to look to Him. And He'll deal, deal with you sometimes about natural things. He may say, all right, you want to be healed? Quit eating so much sugar. Stop right now. You know, get off of it and just regulate it later when you're healed. Well, if you really want to be healed, and that's the Spirit of God speaking to you, what should you do? Listen to Him. Do what He says. He has the perfect path for you to get out of the problem. So now do this, do this. Look at uh, John chapter 14. We're not going to go much longer. John 14. You're going to have to look to the Lord for the process concerning how you're going to get out of the sickness and out of the disease because there might be some repentance. That doesn't mean you've sinned terribly. It just might mean you're going a different direction, a direction you shouldn't be going in your thoughts or your believing. Say this, everybody can be healed. But is everybody going to repent? Is everybody going to decide to come to the knowledge of the truth? Well, I don't know. I, I, I'd be nice if they would, but... And you know, in this process of coming out of the sickness, overcoming the disease, in this process, it might be a really good idea to say, Holy Spirit, uncover any lies of the devil that's making me think, uh, I don't know if I want to fight. Uh, I don't know if I'm worthy. I don't know if I'm worthy. Well, maybe it's my time to go. Maybe it's... Say, God, open my eyes to any lies of the devil because, friend... The devil will do everything in his power to convince you this time you're not going to get healed. Um, you know, the, the sins you've committed were just too bad and you're not going to make it through this sickness or it's going to run its course for 10 months. Or You need to say, devil, shut up. Anything that's trying to convince you that you're not going to get healed or this thing's going to run its course or it's not that big a deal or I'm not worthy, you need to realize there are demons talking to you, speaking to your brain, trying to steal your joy, your fire, your future. And you need to say, Lord, open my eyes. And when you recognize a lie of the devil, you need to open your mouth and say, devil, shut up. I don't believe that lie. The opposite is true. God wants me healed. I have a purpose. I'm needed. You have to do it. The enemy will fight you with words and thoughts. And you just, you just need to ask the Lord to help you to understand his lies and then start quoting scriptures his way. John 14 and verse 26. But the comforter, Jesus said, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he, the Holy Spirit, shall teach you all things. He shall teach you all things. So what should we do when we're looking for the direction of how to get out of this disease as quickly as possible? What should we do? We should say, Holy Spirit, you're going to show me. You teach me all things. You teach me how to get out of this sickness quick. You teach me how to get a miracle. You teach me how not to be overcome with depression. Now, when it says he will teach you all things, that means you've got to look to him and expect him to start ministering to you and then just get in the word, start doing what you presently know to do. And as you're out there on the ocean and, and the sail is, has got wind in it, now he can direct you more and more and more. Don't just wait in the harbor for some amazing writing on the wall. Do this. Get in the word. Get in the Word, start listening to sermons, get in the Word, start listening to worship and praise. And as you're moving out, He'll fill your sail with the wind that you need and get you to your desired haven of healing. So the Bible says, the whole, so get in the Word, dive in the Word, and then just start listening to the Spirit of God about anything else concerning scriptures, sermons, rebuking the devil, taking authority, natural things, medicine, diet, little exercise, whatever. Because there is a way for everybody to get out of sickness if they'll just look to the Lord for that way. One more scripture, guys. Proverbs 3. Get ready to do what He leads you to do.
Now, guys, I don't know, I'm sure you realize this, but right now, in our day and age, there are a thousand word of faith, devil rebuking, how to get healed, how to release your faith, messages available on your iPhone. There are healing scriptures you can find right now that go for an hour and a half with beautiful music in the background and a narrator just sharing pure word of God, medicine to all your flesh. You can go on YouTube right now and listen to 30 worship songs that make you cry, set you free, bring you in the presence of God. There are, you can right now go to Bible app and just listen to the entire book of Psalms while you're falling asleep. Church, you understand? Listen, listen. It should be very hard not to get healed today. It should be super, stupor hard not to get healed today. You can knock disease in the face with a thousand scriptures on your iPhone if you don't want to say them. You could have You could have three sermons playing at the same time. God's medicine can intravenously get into you. You can rebuke the devil. You can have worship music on 24-7. God's medicine pumping into your veins. Medicine to all your flesh. God sent his word to heal you and deliver you from your destructions. Some of the devil says, hey, you're sick because of your own dumb mistake. If you are, say, yeah, I know I am. But he delivers me from my destructions. The the things I I stirred up myself. Because one of the greatest things the devil will try to get you to do is to feel guilty about and condemned about and think you deserve the sickness. Even if you deserve it. He wants, the Bible says he forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. So Proverbs 3, we'll close with this. Just remember this, church. I knew it wasn't, I, I just, I knew it was going to be a, a teaching tonight. Teaching sinks down into our ears and we remember it past the, the message. So Proverbs 3, look at verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord. With all your heart. And don't lean to your own brain. Get into all this reasoning. All our reasoning. No. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. Now notice. In all your ways. Spiritual. Natural. Physical. Diet. Medicine how I'm thinking, how I'm talking. Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and he will direct your paths. See that? Well, if he's directing your paths, get ready to run smack dab into healing because it's not his will that you perish and it's his will that you're saved, healed, and delivered. If he's directing your paths and you're going the direction he told you to go, get ready to run smack dab into healing, deliverance, and health. Everybody say, acknowledge the Lord. In all my ways. Not just the big stuff, not just the super duper important stuff. All your ways. And he will direct your path. I was talking to Carla I don't know, probably a couple weeks ago. I was in the shower and I got some revelation from the Lord, got out of the shower and said, hey, Carl, I said, the Lord told me something here. He said, everybody has faith to be healed. Everybody has faith to be healed. If you're a believer, you got faith to be healed. Everybody has faith to be healed. Everybody has faith to be healed. And the Lord showed me something. He said, you know, look, look at going to Denver as going from sickness to healing destination. Look at going to Denver as you going from sickness to health. Okay. He said, you know why a lot of people don't get their healing? They have faith to be healed, but they're trying to get their healing on a faith they don't have. 
a higher level than they're really at. An area they'd like to be at, but they're really not at. And the Lord showed me, he says, you know, a lot of people, they all have faith to be healed. It's just they're trying to take a road that they're not equipped to take at the moment. They'd like to be where Kenneth Hagin is or where Kenneth Copeland is, but the reality is they may not be there. So we've got people wanting to get to Healingville, all right, but they're waiting for a private jet to pick them up. And they need to get walking. They need to get operating where they're really at. You'll still get to Denver. You may have to walk for a few miles, then maybe Uber will come pick you up, and then whatever. You'll still get to Denver. But just don't wait around for something that you really don't have yet. Someday maybe a private jet will pick you up. Maybe you'll have the money. Maybe you'll have the jet. But just start going where you're really at, taking the direction and, and using the faith that you really have, and you'll still get to the destination. It just might take a little longer. But you'll still get there. Everybody has faith to be healed, but not everybody is taking the honest path where they're really at to get there. Well, I don't want to take medicine. Well, that might be where you're at right now. Hit the, hit the thing from every angle you can. Hit it from the natural side. Hit it from the spiritual side. Get God's medicine coming in you. If you had to put some natural medicine, fight from the natural. Do whatever it takes because you will come out. In Jesus' name. Father, we just thank you that everybody can be healed. Because it's your will. Everybody can get in your word. Take your medicine. Rebuke the devil. Look to the Holy Ghost. Receive guidance. Receive help. And get to the healing and the health quickly. And so, Father, we just thank you right now for your mercy, your grace, your word, your spirit. And we just say in Jesus' name, we are the healed. And if something attacks us, we'll overcome it. Because we'll look to you. Thank you, Father, for helping your people to get healed and to stay healed. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Just thank the Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen, class. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab. 